The Boy Who Ate Bugs Written and narrated by Avi Ducker-Jones Produced by Brent Simpson I was in excellent condition when they found me. I've seen the photos. Hardly the malnourished bush kid one would expect. And I'm pretty sure I owe it entirely to the bugs. I grew up in the bush. Not like a cabin in the bush, but the actual bush. No one knows how I got there or how long I'd been left to fend for myself, but I was thought to be about six when some German tourists came across me squatting naked by the river looking for freshwater craze. In later years, the police, social services and media have asked me about those years, but I don't remember how I survived infanthood, and much of my childhood is still hazy. I have vague recollections of a mother, a shadow, a voice. After they found me, I was taken for medical and psychological evaluation. They say I learned speech amazingly fast and that perhaps I had spoken English with my parents when I was young. As I say, I don't remember. What I do remember of this period is that I had this acute awareness that they were waiting for the beast in me to lash out and break something, to snap. But I didn't. I don't remember being scared or even too confused. Though I must have been. I must have been so confused. After the initial period of close examination and observation, they put me into a sort of temporary foster home. I attended a program to teach me about the world. When they thought I was ready, I went to live with a nice couple, Jim and Miranda Sharp. The Sharps grew all their own vegetables. They had orchards and bees and chickens. They took me for walks in the forest reserve that ran alongside their property and asked me how it felt to be surrounded by the trees again. I said it felt good. I knew that the Sharps were waiting too, but I didn't erupt. Well, there was obvious challenges, of course. For the first three months, I couldn't sleep in a bed with sheets and pillows. I slept on the floor. I learned how to use things like can openers and how to ride a bike. Being around other people was still strange, but the Sharps lived in a small rural town, so there weren't that many people around anyway. I started school after that summer. I was excruciatingly shy, but my class was small and I eventually made friends with a group of kids who enjoyed building forts in the scrub that lined the field. I knew fort building better than anyone, and so was naturally accepted into the pack. I had shelter and food and really the best foster parents I could have hoped for. I could go exploring in the forest reserve whenever I liked. I was... happy. The only thing that I couldn't let go of was the bugs. Eating them, I mean. Like the vocabulary I eventually learned... I don't remember much of the process of educating myself around which bugs I could eat and which I could not. There had always simply been an inherent knowledge that if I ate the red and green striped insect, I would hallucinate for three days. The beetles with blue metallic shells caused severe stomach aches, and eating the small red spiders that lived in swarms under the bark of a specific tree would result in a full-body rash. As a general rule, all grubs were okay. I'm pretty sure at the time they found me, searching for the rarest and most delicious insects would have consumed my days. 
Miranda first found me digging in the garden for worms not long after I arrived. She quietly told me it wasn't good for me. I nodded, but I couldn't stop. I kept doing it. As I got older, there was nothing more thrilling than going for a jog in the bush and spotting a rotting log teeming with bugs. When I was 14, I heard Jim and Miranda talking about it. At least it's not drugs, Jim said. I became quite popular with my classmates. I was athletic and academic. I was shy, it's true, but no one minded. Everyone knew about my past. It wasn't a secret. But no one knew about the bugs. Once at a party I got careless. I spotted a caterpillar on the windowsill and without thinking I just popped it into my mouth. The guy I was talking to was shocked. Did you just eat that bug? Yes. I didn't know what else to say. Luckily for me, he was drunk and forgot about it shortly after. I went to university and excelled in my studies. After graduation, I worked and then I travelled. On my travels, I ate a lot of bugs. Ant egg tacos in Mexico, mealworm quiche in the Netherlands, wasp rice crackers in Japan. I ate grasshoppers, cicadas, scorpions and grubs in various markets all over the world. I could eat without secrecy or embarrassment or shame since everyone around me was eating them too. I even met my future wife at a wild foods festival in Thailand. We shared a grasshopper kebab and I tried to act scandalised that we were eating such a thing. We travelled together for a bit and ended up living in her native Scotland for a few years. Home of the Hawthorne shield bug and the Highland midge. At first she didn't believe my story. I had to show her the newspaper clippings and police reports online. And when she finally met Jim and Miranda, she couldn't stop asking questions. I proposed, in the middle of a Nico forest on the Heafy track. My wife discovered the uh, extent of my insect consumption after we got married. The often recounted story of the grasshopper kebab to her had been a one-off, but... She found a wetter leg on my lip a couple of times and eventually caught me in the act. We were sitting out on the deck one day and, like at the party witnessed only by my drunken friend, I ate a cicada as if it were nothing. She was shocked and became upset. She didn't understand. Said it was disgusting. I tried to explain. I apologised and I promised her that I'd stop. And I did. And I missed it. I missed it with every fibre of my body. The loss was immense. After a few months of my silence, my irritation, my distance, my wife finally sat me down and we talked. We talked about everything. I'll always remember how she lifted my chin, looked at me in the eyes and said, Who am I to change who you are? Nowadays she doesn't bring it up, but knows that it still goes on. (laughs) She makes me brush my teeth twice every night before bed. There is an unspoken tension in summer when the cicadas come back. But without exception, and without me having to say a thing, she cooks me snails on my birthday. Every single 
夜。